kahura, kahura, te hiringa matua, orua te wānanga. Kahura, kahura, te hiringa matua, orua te mahara. Kia tuwhera mai ai te whare wānanga o party people. Kia hui ai te ora, kia hui ai te māramatanga, hui e taiki. Kia ora, ko mihi ngā rangi tēnei, e mihi atu nei, e mihi atu nei. Welcome to Party People Funded, brought to you by the Public Interest Journalism Fund. Well, it's Tuesday the 5th of April, and we have a lot to discuss, but we're going to start today with uh, Te Kaupapa Matua o Te Wiki, and that is the passing of Dr Moana Jackson. Uh, last week, Aotearoa lost one of our most esteemed intellects, advocates and treaty experts, um, after a long battle with cancer. I kind of feel like Moana gave us the words to describe our decolonisation process um, and so much more. So, To, I mean, how have you reflected on Moana's passing? Yeah, um, other than being sad, you know, and that sort of personal um, respect, I, I think Moana um, was... Uh, he taught us what co colonisation... Yeah. Uh, was in in his world, you know, and he he was able to explain it. Not a lot of people know um, or understand what he was talking about, but he was able to put it into those sorts of words that you could understand and that you can resonate. And mm -hmm. so I, it's a, it's a, it is a sad day that that you know that, that just that uh, it's like the loss of a of a major influence on society. Yeah. Yeah, well, look, I was very proud and honoured that he laid in our bosom of Waimana Kākahu before he went back to his own people. So from a personal perspective, uh, also I found the speeches from our Māori woman to be very emotional, moving. Uh, someone said uh, the world didn't end. I hope it changes mm. as a result of uh, Moana's legacy and his final wish to have. And those speeches by, from Tina and Annette and Kiri Tapu, I think will will resonate for a long time. He was the greatest, the greatest jurist of our time, without a doubt. Mm. And uh, not only was he giving in his intellectual knowledge and prowess, but in his time. And, you know, people who are our next leader, next jurist sort of leaders will recognise that. People like Natalie Coates, who I think will end up in the Supreme Court one day, Lane Harvey, Christian Futter, and Judge Joe Williams. All of those people look up to him and his mentorship and value the, the time he shared with them. Uh, yeah. Um just back to what you were saying on, you know, giving us the words or being able to give us the story around the colonisation story. Um, you know, like you were in Parliament for a lot for a while. How did we change as a nation? You know, due to the work that he did and helped. You remember the early days of Annette Sykes and the Pakanga. You know, we're so different yeah, in the eighties, yeah. nineties. Like, like when I, I, I got in, I don't know how long ago it was, nineteen ninety three. Um, uh, things were a hell of a lot different. In those days, it was a it was a real um, angry time that it, where that Maori were up against everything that the Crown did because the Crown didn't understand that they had another partner. Mm. Okay, so it was the Crown here and all these little Maoris out here trying to break down that door. Um, nowadays, we're talking openly about co-governance. We're talking openly about a Māori health authority. I wish they would talk about a Māori education authority because that's where we're heading. We're heading um, in a, and I think, a, a, a very bright space. Yeah, I think so. You know? Yeah, I agree. And it's good for our mokopuna. I've got mokopunas um, who are uh, in the school system. They're, they're, they are that young, and, and I hope their future... Uh, is is well looked after, but it's because of 
people like uh, uh, well, he's he, he's a real rangatira mm. in terms of the his his ability uh, to sort of pick apart things, put them back together again, and tell people that this is what we are looking at. Yeah, well, I, you know, I'm having a kumbaya moment with you, actually, Toe, because that's exactly <laughs> what he did, eh? He, he read and he understood and he deconstructed Hākia yeah. law and reconstructed it through Māori prism, and him and others got us where we are at today. And I am very optimistic about the future. Yeah. He was probably... The, his greatest attribute might have been actually just as a teacher because he has so many students mm. and... You know, Annette Sykes would have been one of his probably first, and you know, Annette's not young anymore. She's mm. um, she's getting up there into her kuia tanga, um, and there's plenty more um, tawira that have followed um, in in her footsteps as a result. And Moana's been their teacher as well. Eh? Yes, and not only did not, of course, he he was a teacher, but people like Annette not only do they challenge sort of. Pākehā um, leadership structures, but they're not afraid to challenge our own using that, using those sort of teachings and, and those methodologies. So you yeah. know, externally we benefited from, but internally challenging those 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 structures within our own hapu, oh. which is very important yeah. to do. I mean, I, I had the, I had the, the, the ultimate pleasure of working with his brother, mm. uh, you know, yeah. Sid. Yes. Um, and and back in the unions. Back yeah. in the union days, where Willie and I. Um, worked with uh, Sid or under Sid, um, and those were great days. They were fantastic days, real exciting days, uh, angry days, mm. but it was all good. It was all part of that where we are today. And if it hadn't been for people like Moana and Sid and 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 Hana and you know, all of them across the board, absolutely incredible far away. I reckon that if you just a sort of an external sort of analysis, Sid Jackson was the Malcolm X. Yeah. Moana Jackson was a Nelson Mandela but let's in terms not, of their let, Let's not forget mm. that in that same week, in the same week that uh, Moana passed away, yeah. his sister-in-law, mm. June, That's right. passed away as well. And I um, had uh, a bit to do with June in her fiery days. And my God, um, th thank the Lord uh, that that there were and are people like June in our communities who looked after the the, the, the rawa the the real down downtrodden people. Uh, that some you know sometimes we wouldn't even bat an eyelid. Yeah, they did, and thank God they did. There were some real pearler stories on the marae about um, Dame June in the last week or so. Um, do, you, do you have one? Yeah, I do, and, you know, quite a personal connection because our Auntie Margaret was her 2IC for many years, Margaret Green. And I just say this, we're very, you know, our Auntie Margaret and my other uncles that were involved in our Whareiwatea, they're very staunch in their tūhoitanga. Yep. But what happened is that um, Manuka Uba Māori Authority and our Western Hone, Hone Te Marae, they gave us a sense of being in the, in the urban environment that we actually benefited, benefited us in terms of our, our tūhoitanga. Yeah. Yeah. Um, before we move on quickly to politics, I just wanted to, because you mentioned it about Wahine speaking on the marae, and I remember um, I was a bushy-eyed, brand-new reporter, and I went down to Whaingaro to Eva Rickard's tangi, and uh, her wish was that women spoke on the marae, and I remember Wahine being shouted down, actually, by the Tainui Trust Board, and it was actually awful. Um, wasn't a great space to be in. Then I, I was actually in the Whareinui at Titi when Titi Whai stood up when... Um, Former Prime Minister Helen Clark, you know, was given that opportunity to speak, and she, you know, rightfully challenged that. And so it was a, 
it was incredible, you know, all those years later to watch um, my tuakana Tina Wycliffe stand and um, other wahine on that marae. What were your thoughts when you saw or heard that? Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not one to stand on a mountaintop and say um, this, that, and the other thing about tikanga because I don't know. Mm. So I'm yeah. not an expert, yeah. so I just back away from that. Mm. But at the end of the day, we need to grow up, yes. mm. honestly. Um, if you, if you cannot stay uh, in 1840. You just can't, not with anything. And so to, for, for a culture to survive that, it actually needs to change. But that change is our choice. It's no one else's choice but your own iwi. So if two hoi decide to, to do something, then that's two hoi's choice. Mm. That's their rangatiratanga, as opposed to what Ngāpuhi might do, which is our choice. So, you know, I mean... I, I, I like it. The fact I like the fact that uh, strong wahine were able to stand up and and rule the roost basically. Yeah. And I know that. Look, I get sick of uh, men that get up on the pie and just, to be honest, wank on about nothing. Honestly, it's this long toparapara and then about two sentences about the kaupapa and then Nine they say kaupite. Well, remember, it was, it was Moana, Moana's tipuna, a woman that wanted to sign the Treaty of Waitangi and yes. it was the British that didn't allow them to do it. So it this a, is in his DNA. It was yeah. a beautiful story, that yes. story he retold once, I think, mm. at the Waitangi Tribunal, yeah. that his tipuna, who was the actual tipuna of yes. their uh, hapu, was unable to sign it, so they didn't sign yeah, it. So they went home. Yeah, they went yeah. home. And he said that that's a, such a legacy for him. Um, beautiful. Well, e mihi ana ki arawa, mi arawa whānau katoa. And thank you for sharing um, those awesome choice uh, kōrero today. So uh, I interviewed Chris Luxon yesterday, National Party leader. His first interview... Is he the one that ran an airline? He ran an airline, he absolutely did for about nine years, allegedly ran an airline and did some things there. Um, so yeah, we discussed co-governance, Māori health authorities, Ma Matariki and the Ngāpui claims, I put one of the, that in there for you. What did you pick up out of the interview? I picked up that he's not knowledgeable on what co-governance really is about, that he needs to learn and have a kōrero and listen to Māori. Um, the reality is that he said that uh, the Māori Health Authority is a separate entity. Well, it's not. That's the, the, the reality is it's funded through through general taxpayers that will work through the Ministry of Health. Here is the simple reality. The current health construct has not benefited for the Māori, hasn't benefited for Pākehā, hasn't benefited for the taxpayer, so let's just simply try something new. And I think it was just more talk from a from a, from a, an, an assimilist perspective. Uh, but you know what? Uh, he's about winning uh, the next election, just over a year away. Um, this will resonate with a large, a, a large part of New Zealand, and I think that's who he was talking to. If any, any of us, the three of us, know about um, separate systems in Parliament, it'll be you, you've been a Minister of the Crown. Is that a separate system? You know, if it comes from under... So you have Health New Zealand, you have the new Māori Health Authority, which still comes... They're both Crown entities, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. To, to call it separatist is, is a nonsense. Mm. Um, because you still got a minister in charge, end of story. You still have a cabinet who's in charge. You still have a prime minister who's in charge. You know, so so the call that it's uh, separatist, to have a separatist system would mean that you would have to have a separate government, a separate uh, tranche of, of funding for yep. it, everything. 
would have to be separatists. So what this is, and uh, excuse me for um, sort of sounding like I'm on the, on the political bandwagon, but the fact of the matter is, is that we've tried everything else. Yes. There's nothing else that we've tried. This is the last sh shot at it, uh, uh, at fixing up some of the poor Maori health statistics. And I said, like I said earlier, in education as well, there's got to be uh, some point at you, you do something completely different. He talked to Toe last night, he talked just very, very briefly, he talked to about creating a new bureaucracy. We have a 21, we have 21 DHBs. That's a heck of a bureaucracy. What do we learn from this pandemic? When the bureaucracy steps away, it puts, it puts the resources into Hauora, uh, we deliver, not only do we deliver, if we take where you live in South Auckland, not only do we deliver for Māori, we delivered for the whole community. So actually it shows that this works. He says that um, you know there's been no change under this government, but do you think that's fair given that the health authority hasn't actually really kicked off? Well, you know, it's taken a long, long while to get there, and I'm a little bit frustrated that it is take, taking this long. And I hope that what they can do is they can get it in, up and running because if it's not entrenched, it's very easy to sort of uh, pick it apart if uh, Labour mm. isn't uh, head of the next coalition government. Um, I just think that there's plenty of other, other things to do. Yeah, a little bit slow, a little bit too long, but uh, it looks like it's going to be done. He himself rambles off all of the health inequities inequities, in fact corrected me over the seven and a half years, yes. not just seven years, um, and says that we cannot wait any longer. And he's right, because literally lives are at stake, Māori lives are at stake, but we've waited 182. So what's, what's his plan? Yeah, what his is plan, it? did you hear any? But his plan is to go backwards. More his of the same. plan is to go and do more of the same. Yeah. I mean, how thick do you have to be, honestly? I mean, uh, with respect, Mr Luxon, the fact of the matter is, is this is our own one and only shot at fixing up what has been going on for the last 100 years. Using the example of mm. the COVID-19 rollout um, and supportive of Waipadata going to court yeah. to gain access to that information, but doesn't see that as the same thing. Now look, I, I was at Waipadata yesterday for a personal, personal issue, um, uh, and, and I just can't sing... Waipareta's praises enough. But that is that not exactly what he's talking about? Oh, Devolving resource into the community to Māori to run health... Wouldn't, wouldn't that be fun? Wouldn't that be great? But he see, he thinks that, that it is a separatist uh, idea. It's not. It's, it's basically... It's the, only, it's the only wagon on the tra train that actually works. And wouldn't, wouldn't Waipareira or Manaka Urban Māori Authority or Papakura Marae or Manirua Marae, wouldn't they be more efficient if they had to want, deal with one body, not four DHBs well, throughout Tamaki Makoto? Here's the thing, Shane, mm. over the, the period of the pandemic, yeah. you strip away the, the DHBs and everything like that. Who's, who's last man standing yeah. in terms of delivering to the, uh, to the people? It's people like Waipareira, yeah. it's people like Muma, mm. it's people like Papakura Marae. Yep. But, you know, this is anecdotal, but it's somebody who's running running the ship out there at Waipadata. They say that they, you know, they have uh, vaccinated more Pākehā New Zealanders yeah, than Māori, yeah. which kind of means that they're vaccinating people on that ticket. And also, everybody. Yeah, yeah, and also, you know what, we, we, we live in Tamaki Makoto, so we sort of Tamaki Makoto-centric. But if you go down to where, you know, where I was brought up in Kawaro, the Hoora is the only yeah, health right. game in town. Absolutely. In, in Kaitaia, if you're 
ta-ra-ra or you're Chinese and you want to go see your GP, you're going to go to the whole water. So actually we're delivering across the community and I think we'll continue to do that because in many instances, as I say, we're the only game in town. Last week, Simon O'Connor um, suggested Matariki be called something more neutral. Um, Chris Luxon seemed to dismiss you know, his MP, do you think? Yeah, he did because it was a silly thing to say. Hey, look, uh, they don't want uh, they, they don't want an extra public holiday, you know. Um, uh, and I, I think Simon was just grasping for sort of political air. Hey, we're going to have uh, Matariki uh, holiday on the twenty second of June. I think it's going to be celebrated for the first time, commemorated. It's here and it's here to stay. I think once it's entrenched, they're going to be able to pull it mm. back. What do you think's behind the politics of you know all this stuff? Here's, here's what I really think what is going on in the National Party, is that they don't have Māori yeah. who think kaupapa Māori mm. and who are willing and able to front up to the leadership and saying, you are wrong. Mm. Mm. They've got Māori in the, in the caucus, but whakapapa-wise. Yeah. But in terms of kaupapa-wise, they got nobody. When you were in the National Party, you would have had Georgina Tehehe. Yep. Um, and we had Hekia. Hekia. And so these are people who would have fought. Oh, oh absolutely. And, and, and if, if uh, Key um, had have, uh, wanted to go down some of the, the tracks that Luxon is going down, he would have actually consulted us, but he would have also consulted the Māori Party. Mm. You know, so there was that that uh, that uh, machinery there. At the moment, they're going, they're getting out, getting away with some bigoted corridor yeah. because there's no one actually in the caucus to stop it. And also, there's no one behind the scenes. Not only were, were you people there, but behind the scenes, you had Sewira. You had Latimer, you know. You had Tuhuhu, You had you had the Totara yeah. supporting the National Party and, and and keeping them on a reasonably even keel. Eh? Yeah. But so playing this game of politics, um, you know, separatism, all these yeah. kinds of um, words that are coming out in the co-governance stance, does it mean that they eliminate, you know, the the, the pos potential coalition partners of the Maori Party? Oh, there's no, there's no way that the Māori Party can be in any form of a coalition if actors on the scene. And uh, I, I've spoke to Rawiri and he, and he absolutely accepts, accepts that. Uh, their first position quite clearly would be to have a majority government uh, or, or at the very least a coalition government just with ACT. And so they're going to play that card as long and hard as they can. It's still 18 months out from the next election. I mean, is it possible, you know, that we see those minor parties switch um, numbers? I mean, is it well, dangerous one, one, for I, national I mean, to... last week I just, I just paid my subs to the Māori Party. Uh, <laughs> I saw uh, that. And I have a, have a receipt and I'll show you later. Look, there's no way that the Māori Party is going to go into yeah. a government with even the National Party. Yeah. There's just no way. Uh, they've, they've been there, they've done that, they bought the T-shirt and it cost them. Mm. Okay? So, so moving forward, um, it has to be about pro-Māori. And, mm. and I think out of all the parties, um, the Greens and the Labour Party are the closest you're going to get uh, in terms of uh, an alignment of, of policies and kaupapa. While we're still on you, um, Louisa Wall left, has resigned from Parliament. Tell us about your experience with oh, Louisa. She was a good, she was a good stick. Um, and not only with the, the, the issues, the LBGT um, issues, but, but when I used to travel away in terms of the mahi with the parliamentary, uh, inter-parliamentary union, um, Louisa was always uh, on my side and um, I, I bless her soul, we had 
we had lots of, of things in common, not only Māori stuff, but political stuff, um, economic stuff. And I, actually, I think she's going to be a loss. But, hey, that's the game. That's the game of politics. And even, even within your own side, you're going to have some people that don't like you. Yeah, and I also think that one of your legacies is the power of the backbencher, you know, using private members' bills. She was able to achieve yeah. some real yeah. outcomes. Also, I want to say this, say, if uh, the Prime Minister is listening, you're going to find a job for Phil Goff, you're going to find a job for Trevor Munnard to go to Ireland, find something for Louisa. She deserves it. Did she find something for me as well, yeah. bro? Your one's overdue. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, Toe raised that sometimes you just don't gel with the party, but why? What's wrong with her and the party? I, I, I don't know. I think she's an independent spirit. She's a, she's her own person. Uh, I understand that didn't quite gel with some of the conservative elements within her own Manirua LEC, but I think today and our quarter in, in the future is just about celebrating her legacy, and she has got spirit. Did she reach her full potential? Oh, most probably not. Mm. Um, but but at the end, but but also, let's not forget marriage equality. Yeah. Mm. You know, if it wasn't sure. for her, um, all those people who have been wedded together since then wouldn't have. Yeah. If you were giving her a ministry, which one would you have given her? I would have given her. I would have given her poverty. I think she would have. I would have. You know, this. New, I would have designed a new ministry around of it because she would have. She would have absolutely challenged the bureaucrats, and she would have wanted really solid outcomes, and she wouldn't. She wouldn't care whether it cost it politically, internally, or externally. And I think she could have made some real changes. No, there. I'm not going to make a call on which ministry because yeah. at the end of the Where day, would she have done well? I would have put her in in the team. I would have. I would have had her in the run-on team. Yeah. You know, and 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 uh, there's obviously she could play a number of positions: mm. play fullback, play number nine. Could even play in the forwards, but at the end of the day, you know. I, I, Great analogy. Yeah. Given her background. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> hey, you know, she's cool. Louise is cool, and and I, I love it a bit. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, and this week we had the New Zealander of the Year, mm. and you've been doing some writing there, Shane. Yeah. You've done a piece on the New Zealander of the Year, which is Tatipani O'Regan. Yeah. What did you learn about him? Well, I, I didn't. I didn't know much about him, so I spent about forty-five minutes having a cordial with him. He was in quite a reflective mood. Um, look, here's the reality. Uh, to get where he, to get the settlements that he got, he had to stand stand on top of and over a lot of people. I think he was reflecting on, upon that. Uh, you know, he's a crowa, um, so you know people give him the the status of a crowa. But also, we need to. I think in some way we need to recognise that. You know, he was a tough man in his day, and uh, and and uh, he sort of alluded that he had some regrets in that area to mm. me. Well, yeah, well, yeah, man. You know, without being disrespectful to the man, yeah. he already got his reward. Mm. He got a settlement. Yeah. Ngaitahu is doing absolutely well and economically. He got a knighthood, for goodness sake. Mm. So why, this late in the piece, are we saying he's the New Zealander of the Year award? I mean, I would have loved for Dave Latelli to own the award outright. Yeah. Mm. I th I, what, Dame Henniwehimohishi yeah. is in the right oh, yeah, well, But the thing is that Māori did really well. Yeah. The three, I mean, if you look at, the, at some of those winners and definitely the nominations and the finalists. The three finalists were Henniwehi, um, Tepene and 
Lisa Carrington, all three are nation builders, and I think but that's why he was. But they were not their getting, dames. They were not I, their I, But I think I think that rather than because you know last year was uh, uh, Susie Wilkes, a year before I think it was Mike King. I think that this was about nation building and uh, over a period of time. And I think no, they got their. I think we need a little bit of healing right now, and I think nation builders is what but, we need. But you only you have only you only need healing if there's a haki haki. And what is the, what's the haki haki that we're trying to heal? Because they've got their reward. They, there's two dames well, and just, a knight. I, something we'll all agree on is the senior of the year, which was Riri Atamakeha. Yes. Yeah, that's and great. his amazing work yeah. Um, yeah. with the Maramataka. Yeah. Or yeah. Ngataka o te Marama, I think it, yes. it is. Um, what's happening this week for you guys in politics? Anything well, I think, I think um, we're going to see the House come back uh, to order next week. Um, we're going to see some work, more work done on the Māori Health Authority. Um, and I think what this government needs to act with a little bit of speed, also a little bit of desperation, and they need to implement some of the policies that's been hanging around for a while. And uh, I am particularly concerned about Three Waters. I wonder whether they're going to give it away or, or water it down, for, for want of a better <laughs> term. But um, what they do need to do is they need to, they need to deliver on a lot of things they've been talking about because time is running out. So three borders, and what else would you want them to deliver on? I want. I want to see. I want to see more work on how the um, more work on how the uh, Māori Health Authority will actually work, and uh, I want them to speedily continue the corridor around what co-governance actually means. Good point. And Tau? I'm trying to sell my properties. Oh yeah. Well, you you're doing yeah. what, what you're being asked to do is yeah, create yeah. Uh, housing. The, we're freeing up uh, 3,000 square metres uh, personally, um, and I just hope that there's uh, affordable houses that go on our 3,000 square metres in town, you know, or not in town, but in, in the suburbs, because I want people to be able to have a home. That's my, my major wish before I, I pop my clogs, is, is it's, it's all about affordability. Yeah. It's not about um, the big home. Or the small home, but it's about can can the, those that can't afford it now get into a house? And I hope. So you're looking to sell the you know the the three homes or yeah. however many homes you've got on there and move somewhere else and turn that into and affordable social homes because so it's social housing. Yeah, um, it's social housing. Would you have ever us. thought of that ten years ago that that was a possibility? We 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 sort of did, but we. we we was a bit scared, and, and also you got to get to a point where your whānau is mature enough to that's do right. that. Right now, now I, I, all I've got. Keep uh, us in the conversation yeah. each week as we come on. Okay. We'd like to yes. hear more about this. Kapai. I might have a program of my own. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> like, of course. Of the block. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> the block. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's party people for this week. Uh, don't forget you can catch us on RNZ's YouTube account or listen to uh, via Apple Podcasts and the RNZ page. Kanui Timihi Kitapuna Fakatunga Rewa. Mona Itautoko Itene Kai Papa. Kati Kikone Kafaka Hukia Timauri Utene Fariwananga Kitona Iho Matua. Ka Iriatu Kuona Hiki Korero Kite Poutu Arongo Otifari Ongarua Katikina Atu Ai Atonawa. Kikone Ano Hoki Kapota Atutato Kitifayao Kitiao Marama Akahuatu Tikoho Tanifa Kilta.